past. And we'll put our hands together as we continue in service. As we welcome um, Pastor Yinka to continue with us in the remainder. God bless you. Can we just the light in place? Yes. Hallelujah. Can you welcome your neighbor and tell your neighbor you're welcome? It's good to see you. Yeah. All right. Good to see you guys. You're welcome. Um, today I will be I'll be wrapping up the um, the series that we've been teaching in the spirit and. Um, I believe this series has been of a blessing to us all. You can download some of this series on um, SoundCloud and uh, on Anchor. We are now on Anchor. Um, Anchor is um, like a podcast um, uh, platform, so to say. Yeah. So um, you can just go on Anchor, download Anchor on your phone, um, the Anchor app on your phone. Then you search for EPC Grace House and you see our messages there. So I'm sure these messages will bless you uh, very well because um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Holy Spirit has led us in this process. I want to sing a song, but I don't want to sing this song. So I need to, if you understand what I mean, I like that we sing this song. Um, so you can join me in singing it as you are seated. I think I'll need the band to help me out. Walking in abundance, moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am faithful. Working in abundance, moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am favored. I am walking in abundance, walking in abundance, moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am favored. I am walking in abundance, walking in abundance. The speed of the Holy Ghost. I am favored. So it's a new level. 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 Places just chill. 
there are places where you know your flesh can take you that's the truth there are places where your hard work can take you there are places where your diligence can take you there are places where your obedience can take you but let me tell you the truth there are some places where those play those things that i just mentioned now cannot take you that only the spirit of god can take you there are some heights that you cannot get to except by the help of the holy spirit there are some levels of speed that you cannot walk in except the holy spirit helps you and the earlier you start realizing it the better because i know many of us are probably tired of working so hard on many things and all you just need is just an instruction from the holy spirit on what to do many of us are confused about what to do with different things in our life different decisions that we want to make and all you just need is for the holy spirit to instruct you on what to do so when you say you are taking over what it means in essence is that you are allowing the spirit of god to move through you helping you to make decisions instructing you guiding you into the truth taking you to places you see listen like somebody will say there are places lions don't dare why because they are not capable for those places you see there is so much that your strength can take you there is so much that your strength can take you however there are places that the Holy Spirit can move. That means it's only the Holy Spirit that can take you there that your strength cannot take you. The Bible says the arm of flesh will always fail. You know, I talked about it yesterday. I can't remember what news I was hearing. And I'm like, you see, whatever is human, it will always fail because humans are limited. Whatever is human, no matter how rosy, how beautiful, how nice, how fantastic it looks, or it seems there is a limit. And if all you are looking for in your life is what your strength can achieve, then it's okay. No problem. It's okay. But there are some of us that what we want to be achieved in our lives are things that we cannot achieve with our strength. There are things that we cannot achieve with our power, with our, you know, with what we know. We are trusting God, the Holy Spirit, to take us to places that, I mean, we don't have the strength to get to. We don't have the capacity to do. Places where we are in awe of what God has done in our lives. And that's even the reason why I'm singing this song. It's like a prayer that I'm... I'm walking in a level of abundance, in a level of, you know, achievement that it's only the Holy Spirit that can help me to achieve it. The Bible says that no man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What it means that the way you can grow in being able to give glory to God in your life is only through the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible called the Holy Spirit the teacher. So even the knowledge of God that you claim to know, 
The only way that that knowledge can metamorphosize to a point where you can see how God is awesome in your life. You can see how God has done wonderful things in your life. It's by the help of the Holy Spirit. So no man can come to a point in his life where you say, Jesus is Lord, if not by the help of the Holy Spirit. Earlier you start realizing the, I mean, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and start embracing it, the better for you. I want you to close your eyes in a few minutes. I just want you to say to yourself, I am walking in the Spirit. I am in the Spirit. The Spirit is directing, He is leading me. Are there issues in your heart that are troubling? Are there issues that you are finding it difficult? Can you say to yourself, the Spirit of God is bringing clarity to the issues in my life? Can you close your eyes and maybe bow your heads and just say that prayer? I'm receiving clarity by the help of the Spirit. Things I can't do on my own. The Holy Spirit is helping me to achieve it. In the name of Jesus. I'm walking in abundance. I'm moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not moving in my own strength. I'm moving in the strength that God provides. So that glory will be given to God at the end of the day. I'm moving in the strength that the Holy Spirit provides. The Bible says that being strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto long suffering with joyfulness. I'm strengthened inside me to be able to perform great works, to be strong, to be powerful, to have results. I don't know the kind of results you are looking for in your life. There is a result you will have and people will not be as, I mean, it will not be a big deal. But there is a result you will have and people can say, this can only be God in this guy's life. Can you, I don't know whether you seek for those. Can you, can you just bow your heads and just say a word of prayer that I am, I am, you know, being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is leading me and I am following his leadership. I'm following in his leadership. If there is a particular issue that you are finding in your heart to be difficult to overcome, I want you to tell yourself right now that you are overcoming it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Can you say it to yourself? I'm overcoming this issue by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm overcoming these issues by the help of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is instructing me, is directing me, is speaking to me. I hear his voice when he speaks to me. I know what he's saying to me and I know what to do. I am not confused. I am not confused. I am not in shame. I am strong and powerful in the Lord and I know what to do. I am not confused. The Spirit of God is directing me, is leading me precisely how I'm going to live my life. My children, how I'm going to lead their life. My, my, my uh, job, how I'm going to lead myself in my job. My, uh, 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 whatever challenge it might be, just lay it to, the, to God and just say, you are releasing yourself for the Holy Spirit to take you over and direct you. No other person can lead you better than the Holy Spirit will. No other person can lead you better than the Holy Spirit will. The Spirit of God is leading me. He's the Holy Ghost. 
the spirit of the living God is the Holy Ghost, the center of the kingdom. Is the Holy Ghost, the power of the age to come, bringing everything in obedience to Man is limited. 
Now, that doesn't mean you're not strong. That doesn't mean you cannot do some things on your own. But listen, the earth was created so that children of God can walk the works of God. Not so that we can just be like a man. It's so that we can bring God's kingdom right on earth. We can make, be, live like gods on this earth. We can make people see how God is. We can bring about the knowledge of God on the surface of the earth. And how do we bring about the knowledge of God on the surface of the earth? By living it. And that's what Jesus did with his life. Is that not so? Jesus brought the reality of God the Father right on earth so that men can see God and they can see him clearly. Men didn't know God in the Old Testament. They didn't really know him. They just know that there is somebody up there who is great, who when we call upon him, he answers all. But they couldn't tell. They didn't really know specifically who he is. So when Jesus came, he started bringing the dimension and the understanding of God on the surface of the earth. For example, Jesus first of all made people understand that God is not just a Lord. He is a Father. He is a Father. He is a Father. And you see, that knowledge that God is a Father alone, that knowledge that God is a Father, that knowledge that God is your Father, is amazing because, listen, listen, I know the earthly fathers might have failed you in several ways. They might have failed you in several ways. However, God brings to us an understanding of God. I mean, Jesus bring, brought uh, to us an understanding of God, not just as someone who is powerful and can kill, can heal, can deliver, but he brought a more closer relationship understanding to us. Like, God is your father. What does your father, what's your father meant to do for you? To advise, to guide, to lead, to protect, to secure, to help. And Jesus brought that understanding about God. So he made God, you know, you know when they say in the Old Testament, the understanding of God then was God is very far. You know, God, if God comes, God comes in fire, thunder, lightning. God comes in, you know, in very dangerous things. So when you hear about God, they don't want to have any relationship with him. They would rather prefer that somebody is chosen, likes um, someone like Moses is chosen to go and have a fellowship with God and come and tell us what God has said. So people were actually far from God. They didn't even want anything to do with him. But when Jesus came, it made all of us realize that all of us have access to God. It's not only Moses or Adam or Abraham that should have access to God. All of us have access to God like we have access to our Father. And that dimension changed, was a game changer. So the point I'm making you understand is that we are not just on this earth just to be humans alone and to exist. We are here to bring about the knowledge of God on the surface of the earth and people can see God in a clearer way. So we've been talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about walking in the Spirit. And today I'm wrapping up with one major understanding that I think all of us need to, to, to have before we, before we go on, on this topic. On Thursday, I talked about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
and I link the gift of the Holy Spirit from, I mean, from the book of 1 Corinthians. It talks about the gift of the Holy Spirit with, from, the, um, from prophecy to the gift of teaching, gift of people in government, helping, you know, different kind of gifts that was mentioned about gift of the Holy Spirit. From there, we linked it up to the book of Galatians that talks about the ministry, the fivefold ministry, which is the prophetic ministry, the uh, teaching ministry, uh, the uh, which other ministry is there? Evangelistic ministry. Uh, help me now. Apostolic ministry, and uh, what's the last one? Pastors. You know, and I linked it up because the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given so that ministry work can be easy. And the essence, the reason why those gifts were given is to help the church. The Bible said the gifts were given for all to profit with all. So I said the way, what that means is that if a prophet of God is prophesying, he's not just prophesying for himself, he's prophesying for the church so that the church can be blessed. However, the Bible said those gifts or the ministry, the ministry, the fivefold ministry was given so that the church can be edified. So nobody is to prophesy all for himself. And I made mention and stressed the fact that it's very important. What is much important in a Christian life is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The gifts are gifts because the Bible made us understand that in. Um, is it First Corinthians 13 where he was talking about love? He said, if I prophesy but I don't have charity, I don't have love, then I'm like a sounding symbol. In other words, if a prophet is prophesying without having genuine love inside of him, then what is the essence of the gift of his prophecy? And I said, I also talked about the fact that Many of us respect people who have the gift of the Holy Spirit a lot to the extent that we feel that they are closer to God than us that does not have the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, if we are here now, somebody just bust out and start prophesying or somebody just bust out and start evangelizing someone and you feel that they are closer to God. You feel me as a pastor. I remember I was in the car one day and I was driving. Even though it feels humbling, it feels nice that the person will say that, but that's not the complete truth. But you know, it could swell your head as a pastor. We were driving, and as we were driving, I think Michael was the one I gave the car to drive. And as he was driving, I was in front, and Michael saw the lead. Then Michael was learning, so he saw VIO uh, guys, and you know, he doesn't have um, driver's license. You know, somehow he just started shaking, you know, because he was, he was scared that they, don't, they shouldn't arrest him. So he quickly parked. And I said in the car that, you know, that these people don't, they don't really stop me and I don't know why. And what the next guy said to me, he said, apart from the fact that you are a pastor, there is anointing that is following you. You know, it felt, it felt humbling <laughs> to say that, that I'm a pastor, one anointing is following me that is so special because I'm a pastor, so they shouldn't arrest me. You know, it felt good. That's the way we all feel good as pastors. You feel good if they say that about you too, but it's not the truth. It's not the truth because the anointing that follows me follows you. It's the same Holy Spirit that you carry that I carry. It's the same Holy Spirit that I carry that Pastor Adeboye carries. So it felt good. But you know, you see that feeling good is now what makes most men of God change. 
Because the moment they realize that they are being honored in that way or being adored in that way, ah, so this is the secret. You see, even what God did not tell me, I'll start saying. Because I know your ears are itching to hear it. Now, that's where the idea, that's where gifts could be very dangerous. However, in the understanding of this gift is for us to understand that God gave these gifts to the church so that the church can be equipped. And the Bible said for that, that equipped till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of God. It means that the essence of teaching the God, I mean, um, pre, uh, prophesying, the essence of evangelizing, the essence of teaching and pastoring is to bring people to the understanding of who Jesus truly is. Is to make Jesus much more understandable to people. He said, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So if I'm prophesying, I'm prophesying so that you can come to the knowledge of the Son of God. Though it has become something else these days. However, does that mean being able to prophesy or being able to evangelize is a bad thing? No, it's not. It's a good thing. Because God gave those gifts to the church. But if you have those gifts and you don't have love in you, because 1 Corinthians 13 taught us that, if you have those gifts in abounding, he said, if I can, you know, 1 Corinthians said, if I can speak in tongues of men and of angels, like you, from tongues of men, you speak in tongues, you are speaking tongues of angels, and yet there is no genuine love in you. He said, you're like a shouting symbol. And you see that love is the fruit of the Spirit, because the Bible made us also understand that the fruit of the spirit is love. He said the fruit singular of the spirit is love. Then further, he now said joy, peace, and all, and he said of all such, there is no other love. So, but it's important for you to understand that those gifts are of the Holy Spirit and they are inside of you. They are inside the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you are, I mean, if you, you know, you, you have the Holy Spirit in you, right? And if you have the Holy Spirit, you have abundance of those gifts inside of you. But where I'm going today is for us to now understand how that Holy Spirit has free access to be able to operate in our lives or to manifest in our lives. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. I know I don't have so much to say because today I'm rounding up. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. Alright? Can we read this together? Daniel, where are you going? Uh -huh. Let's go. Read corruption. For he that soweth to the spirit Hallelujah. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to, to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. First of all, the word sow over there, we need to be careful of that word. But let me come back to that. Let me first of all talk about everlasting life because everlasting life is what God has come to offer us. Jesus died so that we can receive everlasting life. 
John 3.16. Can we read it together? For God loves so much loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Everything that God has to offer us is everlasting life. But what is everlasting life? Everla you see, anything that God has to give you, anything, whatever God has to give you, everything that he has to give you is everlasting life. Everything is encapsulated in that phrase, everlasting life. So anything that God gives you is everlasting. Including your salvation. Selah. Including your salvation is everlasting. But what is this everlasting life? In some scriptures, you'll find it is said eternal life. John chapter 17, verse 3. Can we put it on the screen? John chapter 17, if you have your Bible open with me, and let's read. John chapter 17, verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. It means, he said this is life eternal, this is everlasting life, this is eternal life, that they can know you, the true God and Jesus whom thou hast sent. It means that all, you know, I said at the beginning that what God is interested in us is that we know God truly. And the aspect of knowing God truly is what eternal life is. It means that everything God wants to do with you, with you in your life is that you can know him rightly. It means that there is something about God's knowledge that is liberating and that gives you everything that you need in life. Abby, Hello? The Bible said with Christ, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. It means that when you receive eternal life, so, I mean, nothing is impossible. There is something about the knowledge of God that makes everything around you to be possible. Am I making sense? It's amazing that just for you to know somebody, your knowledge of somebody, just bring the freedom of your life. And you won't know the truth. It's not, that understanding is not far-fetched because, you know, today, even in our physical world or in our natural world, many of us believe that we just need to know somebody to be able to proceed in life. Is that not so? Hello, am I right? You just need to know one bad guy that knows another bad guy. <laughs> See, connection. Connection. <laughs> ah, you can't enter that club. Or you can't enter this, uh, these people. You can't enter this. You say, know somebody. So it's a popular knowledge that if you know somebody actually, you might be able to get a headway in life. You see, the connection that you need in your life is to know God. That's the connection that you need in your life. 
And that's what God has brought to us, that you can know him, you can see him. You know, even said that this is eternal life, that you may know him, the true God. You know what he's saying about the true God? He's saying that people know God in a fake way. People think they know God, but they don't know God. Mm. It means that a lot of people know a lot of things about God, but what they know, God is still saying, you don't know me. And I think I've explained this before. Many people here know me. And they might be able to say some things about me. But your knowledge of knowing me is not as good as your knowledge, the knowledge of how my wife knows me. Yeah, you know I like cars. Yeah. You know Pastor Inca like cars. You know the kind of cars Pastor Inca like. To an extent. But you see, when, you, when, it, when we are about to go to some level of details, my, li- my wife will be able to tell you how much I like cars, much more than you do. Because she has seen me. She knows me more. She has spent more time with me than you all have put together. And it's amazing that just that knowledge, that right, precise knowledge of God brings about solutions in your life. Because that is eternal life. So eternal life is not just the life that you live after you are dead. Because that's what people think. Eternal life is the life you live after you are dead. That's not it. It's the quality of life that God has given believers. It's a quality of life that is everlasting. So, Galatians 6, 8 says that he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting, shall reap eternal life. So in other words, if life eternal is a knowledge of God, a right, precise knowledge of God, that means that what God wants us to have, and also what God has brought to us through Jesus Christ in John 3.16 that we read is life eternal, that means that everything God wants us to know that is very important is about him, knowing him the way we should. And as long as we can know him in the way we should, we will have every problem of our lives being solved. It means that the problem of the world, of the problem of Christians, is not because they don't have money or because they don't have some things. It's because they don't truly know God the way they are meant to know God. Because when we know God rightly, everything will be solved. When I say everything will be solved, I'm not saying that whether you have money, more money, or more this, I don't know what that means in your own situation. But one thing I know is that there will be, there will be a level of peace that you will feel that the world cannot understand. Because the Bible says also in Romans chapter 8, he said, he that is mindful of the spirit is life and peace. 
The knowledge of God is what is missing in our lives most of the time. And for us to have the knowledge of God, we need to sow in the Spirit. And sowing in the Spirit, what he's talking about is in... Let me, let's read a message translation before I talk so much on that. Message translation of Galatians chapter 5, 6 verse 8. Okay, let me read. The person, the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weed. All he will have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in the response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a real life a crop of real life, eternal life. A person who allows the Holy Spirit to do the growth work inside of him. In other words, you see, for the Holy Spirit to move in your life, you are the one that allows him and you are the one that denies him not to move in your life. You have the keys to allowing him to move in your life. And you have the keys to stop him from moving in your lives. I said at the beginning of this whole series, when we first started, that the Holy Spirit does not possess you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. If you keep looking at the way demons possess people, you will never understand the way the Holy Spirit dwells in people. Because the Holy Spirit does not possess people like demons. Hello? The Holy Spirit does not possess people. He dwells in people. He dwells in you like he's, he's in your house. It's like in your house. He dwells there. So it's left for you. You are the one that has the right to make him manifest in your life. The Bible called, uh, in that first Corinthians, there were some translations, or not really translations, even uh, KJV, calls even the gift of the Holy Spirit, he calls them manifestations of the Spirit. You know what manifestation is? For someone to show himself, to show who he is, to, to just show his natural instincts, to just demonstrate his natural instincts. Listen, for the Holy Spirit to demonstrate himself in your life, to operate in your life, to manifest himself in your life, it requires you to allow him. You have to buy into his business. You have to buy into him. I know many of us get troubled. I don't even know. I don't know. The Holy Spirit is not saying anything. Buy into him and you will hear him. You know when he says so, you know why he used the word so? When he used the word so, listen, mind you, is sowing into him is not money. I'm not talking about money. If you are thinking of money as I'm talking, please scrap it from your mind. Money is not what I'm saying when I'm using the word so. Because I know every time 
um, when so the word sowing comes in the Bible, what people first of all think is money because the church has bastardized the word sowing. Every time we talk about sowing in the house of God, it's always about money. That's not what he's talking about, please. And when I'm saying buying into him, I'm not saying paying money into him. Don't worry, we, are not collect, we don't collect money like that in this church. We, don't, we are not people who are conscious of those things. No, that's not who we are. So that's not what I'm saying. So when he's saying sow, the, why, the reason why you use the word sow is like when you sow, it's like you are investing. You are, you are putting a seed in the ground so that it can germinate. So it's like you are putting your time to ensure that something happens in your life. So when he's saying that you should sow, he that sows in the spirit will reap this. What he's saying in essence is that he that buys into the ministry of the spirit, he that wants to walk with the spirit, he that wants to fellowship with the spirit, he that desires the gift of the spirit, he that gives, desires what the Holy Spirit has to offer in his life. Some people don't. What some people desire in their life is what they can achieve with their hands. What their hands can give them. What their intellect can give them. That's what some people want to buy into. So an issue gets on ground. Boom. We need to solve a problem. You just keep cracking your head. You know, it's not bad to use your intellect. No, it's not. But there is a point you must understand that God has a solution always. And God's solution is always better than man's. And you can allow him to walk through you. You see, God, if you buy into, if you sow into the spirit, the spirit will walk through your intellect. You will see that some of the solutions you are bringing, they are much more than you know that your head can think about. You know, there are times I know that, you know, sometimes when you bring about some solution, you're like, Kai, I thought of this me. Kai! You know, when you know that you are producing a result that's much more than what your effort can give you, you will be humbled. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. Hello? Do you guys get me? When you are, produce, when you're, when you are producing a result that is much more than your effort can handle, you will, hum you will be humbled. Listen, a very big practical sense of it is for you to understand, listen, there is nothing that you have done that some people have not done worse. I, I mean, done more than you. Hard work is good. And I will tell you, please work hard in this life. Work hard. Do all those kind of things. But there are people that have always worked harder than any other person in this world and yet they have not made it. Am I lying? Am I lying? That doesn't mean you shouldn't work hard though. I'm not saying that don't work hard and now go and sit down and say, Holy Spirit, you are the one to lead me. No. I'm saying that even when you are working hard, you are conscious of the fact that the Holy Spirit is always there to walk through you to deliver an outstanding result much more than your handwork will ever produce. That's what I'm saying.
and you won't know the interesting thing the holy spirit is always willing to help you is always willing to assist you is always willing to deliver you all you just need to do is to be conscious of him and allow him and listen you say pastor i don't know when the holy spirit is talking or i don't know when he's leading me listen i'm telling you if you fellowship with him and you desire him you will know when he's talking listen i can't tell you that this is the way he sounds i remember one of the periods where i went i was also bothering i was also bothered about i don't know which voice is the voice of the spirit you know uh, i said let me pray after i pray okay let me start hearing the spirit now i will hear my brother talking in the background i will hear my uncle i will hear my mentor talking in another place i'll hear my mom talking in another place. I'm like which one is the voice of the spirit yeah it's okay it might be like that but spend time with god's word because the bible made us realize that god's word and the holy spirit they are united and the expression of the holy spirit is god's word so the more you spend in understanding the gospel of jesus the more you are familiar or the more you are closer to the ministry of the holy spirit so when he talks you will know I said on Thursday that we should test all spirit. That's what the Bible says. Say test all spirit. What that means is that bring anything that anybody says, pastor, prophet, whatever. Bring it down to what the scripture is saying. What Jesus, what the gospel of Jesus is saying. If it does not align, the Bible says there is no spirit. There is no spirit that says it's the Holy Spirit that caused Jesus a cost. What it means is that nobody will claim he's speaking under the influence of the Holy Spirit and will be speaking outside the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nobody will be talking outside the gospel of Jesus Christ and he'll say it's the Holy Spirit that is leading him. No matter who he is. Listen, that statement I said now is very important because I've heard it. The more time, the more time you spend with the word of God, because that's one way to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The way you can understand him is through the word. The Bible said there are two people that bear witness of the spirit. It said the word and the father. So the word is one thing that you have. The father you will understand by the word. So as long as you spend time with the word of God, you are spending time with the Holy, Holy Spirit and you are understanding him. I think I said in one of the sessions or one of the um, um, series, one of the parts, um, that the, um, the Holy Spirit is known more by the word of God. One way you can under, for you to walk with the Spirit, you need to know who the Spirit is. And for you to know the Spirit, you know the Spirit by the Word of God. By the message of Jesus. So the more you spend time with the Word of God, the more you understand who the Spirit is, the more you fellowship with the Spirit, and the more you know him when he's talking. So, let me tell you something. If you fellowship with the Spirit, when the Spirit speaks to you, you will hear him. 
And you will know that it's the spirit that is talking to you. You will know. I know maybe you might not know now. But you will know. It's not a particular voice or a particular... It's not that the way this is the way it sounds or this way. If you don't... You see, I know sometimes some people are also a bit hard on themselves. They're like, have not heard him. I don't, don't worry. Just spend time with him. Let me give you a practical example. With, there is a point where you spend time with people that even when they are not around, you know what they are thinking. You know... You know, you know what their opinion will be on the matter. For example, I've spent a lot of time with my wife that I know my wife to an extent. That even if my wife is not in a place and they are making a decision, I might be able to say at least better than almost anybody what I ex- what she probably what her opinion would probably be. Why? Because I've spent a lot of time with her. Now, it was not like that when we were dating. Because when we're dating, I was still trying to know her. I was still trying to understand her. So if they say this is what she would like, I might not know. I might not be sure. I would say she's not, she has not told me yet now. I don't know. So I need that. worry you know when you are working with someone you will make mistakes from at the beginning when i was dating my wife some of us are married now when you were dating your wife you probably made mistakes in some situations too you even even till now there are sometimes we i make mistakes in some of my assumption i i can but i know that no matter what i should know her better than anybody would know her but i might still make mistakes but it's okay in the, in knowing god's will it's okay because you are learning Give yourself a breather. Calm down. You can make mistakes. It's okay. The Bible says in that Galatians chapter 6, if you read from the beginning, the Bible said at a point, say God is not mocked. I know you might, you might be familiar with that statement. God is not mocked. The reason why Paul said God is not mocked is for you to understand this. Because what that chapter, I have to talk about this. What that chapter was talking about is if someone does wrong in church, for example, like in church, someone does wrong, how do you correct the person? It says let the leaders in the church, let them call that person in and let them try to correct that person. But he now talked to, like I said, the leaders that are now correcting the person should be careful because people can be overzealous in correcting other people. You can say because I'm a pastor now and I want to punish somebody in the church that has done something wrong. Let me punish just like the way the world does now they, let's bring him let's embarrass him in church because it is in embarrassing himself that he will learn his lesson that's not true let's embarrass him publicly we don't do that in this church that's not what we do let's embarrass him because god will not forgive him until we'll embarrass him when has human actions started changing god's plan or started influencing god's plan Say he's not, he's not, he's not forgiving. The way the forgiveness can be complete is until the person come on stage, and we say he has done this, he has done this, and we are pre, 
reprimand the person in front of the whole church. That's when forgiveness will be enthroned. That's a blatant lie. Forgiveness has been given to you the day Jesus died on the cross and rose. It's not because they brought you on top of the stage and say, embarrass him, let's talk about his sin publicly before you are forgiven. Who is man? That man will have the right to, for, that will have to, um, the right to forgive you on behalf of God. I'm not speaking for God. God has forgiven you long before now. And that's the way the world, the, the world wants to play. So this scripture was talking about the fact that you as a leader, that you are correcting other people. Be careful. Because in doing it, you might be overzealous. You want to take the mind of God that, ah, this sin that you have committed, God is shameful. God, God, God's eye, ah, you know, God cannot look at you right now. God is angry at you. The anger of God is from, is like 98% now. So you, you become God. And you say, the only way that God can forgive you if you're doing this. So Paul was saying, be careful of that. And I said, in doing that, you must realize that God is not mocked. What he means by God is not mocked is that don't think that God is so embarrassed by people's sin. That God is saying, you people, quickly do something before I strike this boy dead. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Like, let's say in church, for example, now, I'm here. Daniel is the head of the band, for example, and somebody... I mean, should do something in the band and the person did something that is very bad. And Daniel is trying to correct what was bad about that person. Let's say the person is um, 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 Austin. And say, you know, Dan Daniel is trying to cover up to see, uh, let me, you know, uh, let me help Daniel, I mean, Austin, in front of me, God. And Daniel is saying, you know, even though I have heard about it, the perception of the world is that because I've heard about the wrongdoing of um, Austin, I am angry. My anger is on another level. I, I want to burst. Then Austin, um, Daniel will now come to me, I mean, and to me and say, ah, God, calm down. Don't worry. I will speak to Daniel, I mean to Austin on your behalf. And Daniel is trying to speak to Austin. And Austin is still not putting himself together. He's still angry too. And I'm not like, as God, like, Daniel, do you want me to strike us in dead or you want to quickly move to action? That's the way we are painting the picture. Like God is so angry and the leader, um, Daniel, is like, God, calm down. I will, I will speak to Austin. And God is saying, I, I will strike him dead. If he's not careful, I will strike him dead. That's the way we paint God. But that is not true. And that's why Paul said, God is not mocked. Don't think the actions of Austin is vexing God. So much that God wants to strike us in death. Now lie. Listen, God is a spirit. He's not human. He's human being that vexes that much. God does not vex like that. God is kind. He's loving. You know what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, the last verse said, for nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. It means that God will always have compassion on you. Even if you have committed the worst sin in this world. God is, God's arm is always open to help. So you as a leader, don't think that hmm, if we don't stop Austin, the way Austin is going, God will kill Austin. No? Don't act in that way. Don't worry. All you need to just do is correct Austin. Don't act on behalf of God. Just correct Austin. 
lead Austin in the way of the Lord and let Austin come back. That's your job. Your job is not to take over the work of God. Now, that's what that scripture was talking about. So God is not mocked. Don't think that your sins or whatever wrongdoing that you have done has, I mean, it has gotten to an extent that God cannot handle it again. As in, God cannot handle it again. As in, he can't do it again. Don't think so. God is always open to help. He's always open to support you. He's always open to help you in all your ways. So don't, don't, if, if, if you have not gotten it right with understanding how the Holy Spirit works, fear not. God is not mocked by your mistakes. Don't think your mistakes are, no, no, they are putting God off. Maybe that's why he's getting far away from you. No. As you are learning, you might make some mistakes at the beginning. It's okay. But with time, you will learn to understand what that voice is. So when you were dating your wife, you 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 there were you know you you were not sure of some there are some things that you weren't sure about you didn't understand very well but after some time that you guys spent time together you got to know yourself you could understand yourself better to the extent that it's not until when the other person is around that you know what the person wants and several years down the line you are closer you are stronger you are better that's the way the work work with the holy spirit is as you begin to learn of him, as you begin to inquire of him in the scriptures, as you begin to search for him in the scriptures and you begin to know Jesus the more, you begin to have a relationship with him. And when he comes and speaks to you, I bet you, you will know he's the one talking. How you will know? Please don't ask me because I don't know. It's not that there is a particular voice that can say the voice is deep, is, you know, I know we are trained to understand that God's voice is deep. It's deep and, you know, uh, um. and when it comes, when he appears, he appears in white apparel and all that. <laughs> Devil can come in that way too. <laughs> no, don't, don't use that to judge. But when he speaks, you will know. When he says go this way, you will know. Sometimes it might not even be a voice. You know, there was a time I sat down, I knew the Holy Spirit spoke to me on a matter but it's not that I heard a voice. But it was like I also heard a voice in my spirit. Somehow it was in my spirit. These statements were clear. And I felt that this doesn't feel normal. But this feels right to me. Because by the time, if you search the scriptures, if I check the scriptures, it aligns properly. And it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't also. But I just know. Because the Bible says, the spirit bears witness in our spirit that we are the children of God. So my message to you today, I know I've said a lot of things around this, is to just tell you that allow the Holy Spirit to take you over and to lead you. And the way you do that is by sowing into the Spirit. Because it says, he that sows in the Spirit will of the Spirit reap eternal life. And eternal life is what God has brought to us as Christians. And eternal life is a quality of life. And that quality of life is the life that God gives to us. And this gift is something that is, it, it encompasses everything in our life. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a level your strength will take you to. The Holy Spirit will always take you further than that. So you are going today, you are going in this week, be conscious that you carry the Spirit of God in you and allow Him to express and manifest Himself through you. Remember what I said, the Holy Spirit doesn't possess you. So it doesn't force you. What it does is that it persuades you into the right thing. So allow the Holy Spirit to persuade you positively today. Go in the week conscious of the fact that you carry the Spirit of God in you and the Spirit of God in you is going to direct you into all good things. It's going to direct you into life and peace. Can you rise up on your feet and let's just close the service this morning. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, it said, and this is the record that God had given to us, eternal life. And this eternal life is in his son. Who is in his son today? Who is in Jesus Christ today? Exactly. That is what you have. 1 John chapter 5, verse 20 said, and we know that the son of God is come and had given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his son jesus christ that is true that 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 is the true god and in eternal life so you are in jesus christ today you are in the true god all you need to know have is the knowledge of what you have in you that's what is missing keep educating yourself in the knowledge of jesus christ paul said i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it's the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes so as you search more and see the scriptures go into the scriptures listen to messages that we've taught about jesus christ about the messages of jesus christ about being in the spirit as you as you listen to this thing what you are doing invariably is that you are fellowshipping with the spirit and you are giving the spirit opportunity to ride over your life to help you i mean to lead you most of the time what we give ourselves to is some other things that can convince us otherwise give your time you know it's like you are eating it's like you know um you if you eat things that gives you carbohydrate what do you have in your body you have carbohydrate right if you eat things that gives you protein what you have in your body is protein now if you you can't eat something that gives you protein and it gives you carbohydrate in return right right so that's just the way it is. The food of the Spirit, the fruit that helps you to grow in the knowledge of the Spirit or in the manifestation of the Spirit is the Word of God. As you eat it, you grow onto understanding and allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest in your life. That's just how it works. So you don't just wake up and say, Holy Spirit, move through me. Listen, you will hear different voices, but they might not be the Spirit. I assure you that. Because the devil is, is always ready to act in the person of the Spirit. <laughs> It will lie to you. But when you grow internally, it's an internal revolution. It's something that must happen within you. You must allow the word of God to permeate your inside, to walk with you. The Bible said in the book of Ephesians, it says, strengthened with all might according to, the glorious, to his glorious might, uh, power unto long-suffering with joyfulness in the inner man. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It strengthens you from within. So as you fellowship with him from within, from within, he will speak with you and you will hear. From within, he will instruct you and you will hear. From within, he will tell you what to do, which way to go, and you will hear. I want you to close your eyes today and just begin to affirm to yourself that you have the Holy Spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit is leading you. Can you just affirm to yourself? I have the Holy Spirit in me and he's leading me. 
I release my members to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I release my members to the instruction of the Holy Spirit and I'm hearing him. I release myself to the leadership of the Spirit and I'm hearing him. My, from inside, I am, there is a mind revolution. There is a mind change to the, to the knowledge of Jesus. I am aware, I'm conscious that the Holy Spirit is in me. By the knowledge of Jesus Christ, I am conscious that the Holy Spirit is in me. I don't move around just like a normal man anymore. I move around as somebody that carries the Holy Spirit in him. I am conscious that I'm a man of the Spirit. You know, we are easy as human beings to forget that we are people of the Spirit. We are, it's easy because we just forget. We go into business and you think you are meeting a business, just a businessman. And you don't know that some of these businessmen have done things in their own house before coming to meet you. I'm not saying you should do like them, but I'm saying you should do like you would do. A child of God that is in the Spirit. Be conscious that you carry the Spirit in you. You see, if you attack an issue with the knowledge of in your head alone, there are some times you know you will always fail. But when you are conscious of the spirit in you, you will know that there is a factor that you cannot decide. But you know that that factor can take you over and solve the problem much more than your normal intellect would. So can you release yourself this morning and say, I go in the knowledge of the spirit and I go in the power of the spirit. Matondo brodo shatakarnes. The Bible talked about Jesus when he was coming from um, uh, the wilderness after he had fasted. He came. And the Bible said he went in the power of the Spirit. You are going this week in the power of the Spirit. You are going in the power of the Spirit. You are going in the power of the Spirit. You are not just going with your intellect. Your intellect is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Your attitude, your character, your life is empowered by the Holy Spirit. You are going in the power of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. You are going in the power of the Spirit. You are going in the power of the Spirit. You are going in the power of the Spirit. Galaba soto koto lebradosa. Lempo koto libradezo soto koda bajende borobozo gotone. Labadosu telebradosu katale brodoso kotona brada zendeya. God is propelling you. God is propelling you from the back. <laughs> Amen. You know, as, I, as I'm just praying, I just, in my, my mind, I just, you know, I like cars a lot, and I think some of you know already. And the analogy that came to my mind is as if, you know, that's what God is going to be doing in your life. That, you know, there are some hyper cars that their power engine are always at the back. And sometimes when they lighten up, it's like from the back, you are pushed to move forward. There are places that you thought that were not meant for you. There are some things that you thought that they are not meant for you because you are too small. There are some things that you are thinking that it is too small. I mean, you are too small. It's not, it's not, your, it's not your place. Like, for example, I don't know. They should say that you should own a house this week. You will say, no, it's not possible. Why? Because you have not saved enough for it. If they should say um, you can preach to 20 people and they receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior this week, you say it's not possible. Who am I? I'm not a pastor. If they should say to you that you can lay your hands on the sick and they will recover today, this week, you say it's not possible. I'm, I've not even fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. What I'm saying right now is that it's like the Holy Spirit is behind you and is pushing you into 
success it's putting you pushing you into dimensions that you thought you don't even qualify for it's pushing you to doing great things that are beyond what your physical abilities can handle listen i'm also praying this prayer for myself because somehow i'm that's where i see it i don't know who i'm not saying that it's going to be somebody because uh, me too I, i want that to happen to me that i would i would do some things that are bigger than what my intellect can handle and i will succeed at it and that's the way i see it happening for you this week so that's why i'm saying to you that you are going in the power of the spirit you are not just going in your intellect alone you are not just going in your strength alone you are going in the strength that god provides for you so as you are going you are carrying god consciously in your heart that's one thing you must do you must do that because you will not give the Holy Spirit to perform in that way if you don't if you are not conscious of it so you are going in that understanding and you are going in the power of the holy spirit and you are succeeding at everything you lay your hands upon in the name of jesus the bible said you will lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover and that's what will happen to you in the name of jesus the bible said whatever you put your hands upon will succeed and that's what will happen to you in the name of jesus whatever as you enter the bible said the righteous wherever they enter i said they are bold you will enter into offices you will enter into places and you will boldly declare your opinions and you it will it will generate success in the name of jesus i don't know what is in your heart that is bringing fear to you that is bringing fear in your mind that is making you think that is not possible i'm saying the holy spirit will push you it will i mean help you it will sustain you you will allow him to manifest himself through you to the extent that they will you will see results that are surprising undeniable results in the name of jesus you think that you cannot pray for yourself to be healed you think you cannot lay your hand on yourself and you'll be healed i'm saying today that the holy spirit will manifest himself through you that healing will spring forth out of you that everyone that is around you will feel god's presence and healing will happen in every area that you go in the name of jesus anything you lay your hands upon is healed in the name of jesus because the power of the holy spirit is upon you if you want to say something can you say it right now just pray just pray just pray i don't know what you want to say just pray pray you are going in the power of the holy spirit you are going in the power of the holy spirit you are going in the power of the holy spirit you just be conscious of him everywhere you are, just be conscious that you are not normal <laughs> You are not just normal. They are seeing you like this. You are small, but you are powerful. They are seeing you like this. You are tiny, but you are powerful. You are powerful. Just pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray, pray. Are you going for a test this week or for an exam? You are going in the consciousness and in the power of the Spirit. You are conscious of the fact that you are not normal. <laughs> you are not. You are carrying the presence of God in your life. Is there a habit you have been trying to drop that has been difficult for you? Say to yourself, "I'm a man of the Spirit. This is below me. It's below me. It's beneath me. I'm going in the power of the Holy Spirit this week in the name of Jesus." 
Don't take this for a joke. It's not a joke. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I know some of you might be doubting this, but I will say it. 